passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us today as we recap the Titans 28-16 victory over the Los Angeles Rams out in SoFi Stadium. And 28-16 really wasn't indicative of how one-sided this game was. But Denard and I, we're going to break it down for you. What does it mean moving forward? Because the Titans are sitting at 7-2 and two and atop the AFC. And no Derrick Henry, no problem so far. But we'll continue to get into everything you need to know about the Tennessee Titans. But before we break it all down, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. And speaking of action from last night, Denard and I told you, hey, the Titans, they're going to cover the 7.5. But even more importantly than that, they're just going to win this thing outright. Titans money line, that cash, you could have walked away with a pretty penny from Bet Online. But hey, head to the new updated desk or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. BELIEVE50. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts ah speaking of the game man that one last night that was fun denard i'm looking forward to breaking that one down i'm gonna bring you in denard walker ladies and gentlemen d how you doing sir debo i'm doing great man i i it's been a great day i'm excited about what i witnessed last night and absolutely beat down and i'm excited to get into this podcast and talk about it with you big boy all right d well i will throw the first question to you. What did we see last night? A beat down. <laughs> Come mean, on, man. Elaborate, elaborate for no, me. Let's you live know in what, the moment. Davey, you can't, the Davey, it was absolutely, I was anticipating a really good game. You know, we talked about that all week. Like, what do you think we're going to get? Probably a score, what you said, what, 30, what would you say? I think I said 30 to 27, something along that line. But mine was closer. I said something like 28-16. Nah. I'm just lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you credit now, man. I don't no, care. I'm just joking but, with but you. No, no, it's it's one of those things. We watch this game. We think, all right, the offense is going to have to be able to put some really productive drives together. You're going to have to have your star players and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones show up. 
And really, they didn't. And it didn't matter because one of the things in our last week preview in this game, we just talked about the offense, the offense, the offense. We're like the defense. that We think they'll have a decent game. And we know when we look at this Rams offense, they're going to be able to get some yards. They're going to put up some points. But we did not expect to see essentially what was another showing from Kansas City where the defense just clamped down early and they weren't allowing anything. I mean, this final score says 28 to 16, Denard, but it was really 28 to 9. That last touchdown came with like 32 seconds left. We're just trying to get out of there at that point. And you look at what this defense has really started to do over the last couple of weeks, and we know it starts with the pass rush. But, I mean, we're, we're playing guys that you wouldn't have expected to be playing at this point. We're going to be hard-nosed. We're going to grind it out. We're going to beat you up physically, and we're just going to outman you in every component of the game. And at the end of the day, the scoreboard's going to be in our favor. D, you just said it, but let me let me say this, Debo. I, I want to give a fat shout out. There's two guys last night that played exceptionally well. My homeboy from Dallas, Texas, who Mr. Aaron Brewer, who went to Texas State University from Dallas Skyline High School. You know some notable names that went to Dallas Skyline High School? Can't say that I do, Denard. I'm going to give you two of them. You ever heard of Grandmama? Remember the commercial? The great Larry Johnson, 1987, yes. 1999, Dallas Skyline, New York Knicks, great player, Charlotte Hornets, and the gold medal winner in 1996, 200 and 400 meters, Mr. You probably, Michael Johnson, one of the greatest track stars ever. They attended Dallas Skyline. So Mr. Aaron Brewer, I like to say, I like to salute you. And Debo, what about my man, Bobby Hart? the big man out of Florida State, going against arguably one of the best interior linemen uh, to ever play this game in Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald had how many sacks last night? I think he had one. 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 My man played a great game, stepping in for Taylor Lewan. And, of course, Kendall Lamb is out. Like you said, Debo, we have a multitude of different guys stepping in and playing great, and I was just super excited to see that. Well, well, let's start in the trenches. Um, last night, and we'll start offensively because you, you brought it up, but you look at this offensive line for the Titans, you didn't really know what they were going to get going in. At, when we were last recorded, we weren't sure on what the status of Nate Davis was because of the concussion. He obviously did not clear concussion protocol. He was out, and Aaron Brewer, as you mentioned, stepped in and played right guard. Did a really good job, all things considered, because he just got back from injury as well. Then on the other side with Bobby Hart, he'd been banged up, but... We didn't know if Taylor Lewan was going to go. They announced Taylor Lewan in the starting lineup. That's the way they do for Sunday night football. But after the game, well, we never saw him in the game, but after the game, Coach Rabel said that Taylor was only going to be used in an emergency situation. I do want to give Ryan some credit because he's got a, a makeshift offensive line. His receivers weren't really helping him out, and he's got two new running backs in the backfield. And that also goes to a credit to Todd Downing for getting the offense to to at least be able to make some drives happen and kill some clock when you needed to. So you look at Ben Jones helping center that that offensive line. Great to see him out there. I thought the Titans from uh, one of those things where we just saw a lot of penalties last week on some holding calls. We didn't really have that last night. The Titans overall played a pretty clean game. And that's, that's something that we talked about. We needed to see happen. Once these guys start to get healthier, again, it's still a couple of weeks away from a bye week, but we're seeing these 
guys to step up and play and they're not guys that are making a lot of money. I mean, in the grand scheme of looking at it across the board of the NFL, it's it's a lot of your reserves, a lot of names people haven't heard about, but they're stepping in and they're, they're making it matter. Now, if you want to flip to the other side, which was what won you the game? Hands down, your defensive line is the reason you came out and won this game the way you did. I watched the best defensive lineman in the game last night, and I also watched Aaron Donald because Jeffrey Simmons was a man on a mission Three sacks, that doesn't include the play where he made Carson Wentz, excuse me, he made Matt Stafford. Same thing. A la Carson Wentz <laughs> yeah. style, throw it right to David Long. David Long gets an interception. Yes. Your first 14 points of the game are credited, in my opinion, to your defense. Next play, Ryan finds Jeff Swain wide open in the end zone. And then, boom, we come right back out. And I think Stafford was still a little shook from what had just happened. And KB, Denard, I don't know if you've had a chance to break that play down, but yes. but I don't even think KB ran the correct coverage. He, as he said after the game, he said, "See ball, get ball." What can you break that that one down for me? What what? Are yes, we, yes. That you don't have to run that coverage. Ed Reed did that throughout his entire career. You play what you see. That's called instincts. But let me tell you what happened on this play. You know who you need to give credit. For him making that touch, that great interception and taking it back to put Titans up 14 to three, which was really to me was the straw that broke the camel's back in this game. Was it Danico? Did he get no. in there? No. Oh, no. Man. Oh, I'm trying to remember. It's coaching Shane Bowen, oh, Anthony okay. Midget, Scott Booker. What happens is those are called tendencies. What happens is his teams will never deviate sometimes from the game plan. What they'll do is when they, they have certain formations, they will never break tendencies. And what happened was LA, they haven't ran that, what we call that speed out in the last two or three weeks. So what happened was they went back to probably the second or third game of the season. And they said, listen, when Robert Woods lines, lines up on the numbers or wherever he lines up, this is what they're going to run. So what they did was disguise the coverage. See, what Matthew Stafford, he wasn't anticipating out of any, not the free safety to come down in the box. You don't see that. You see the strong safety. So the, the basically the free safety, he's your, he, he takes care of the back half. What happened was they just played the play. That's exactly the way that we played back in 2000 when we led the league, not only in picks, but we were the number one secondary in, in the NFL. What you do is you don't allow the offense to dictate or predicate the game. You do it for them, and you do it by disguising your coverages. So what happened was they got exactly the right formation, and they played it exactly the right way. So what happened was there was no coverage. What happened was – you basically had your corner. You say, listen, if he runs, let's say a speed out and go, like up and go, you got that. You taught me. But what they did was they just played it. That's what you call schoolyard football. And that's how you win in this league. So, again, Kevin Byard, five picks this season, David. There's no other safety in the league that's close to him. He is playing absolutely lights out. But, again, that was just all sandlot football. That's what you play when you plan outdoors with your friends uh, in the streets like we used to. Well, at the time, the Titans made him, a couple years back, made him the highest paid safety in the league, and he is definitely earning that money this year. It's his second touchdown on the season. If you recall, back to the Jacksonville game, he did have a fumble recovery for a touchdown. But yeah, Kevin Byard's pick six gets the Titans up 14-3. to And 
uh, just talking about the defensive line constantly being in Matt Stafford's face. He was just not able to really get a rhythm going at all in the first half. We didn't even talk about how in the first quarter, all, all this action that we've just mentioned as far as the picks happened in the second quarter. In the first quarter, I thought they were going down and they were going to get something to happen, but Danico Autry, as far as that defensive line, was making plays. And there was a big third down. He was able to get his hand up, bat the pass down. Yes. And the next series. I, that, that, that stalled him. And so it's, it's one of those things where, obviously, the Titans' offense was not looking good early. They were struggling. Uh, Denard, you mentioned last week that if, if, if you're Coach Morris, the one thing you do is you take away A.J. Brown. He did a really good job of that. Jalen Ramsey absolutely won that matchup, however you want to slice it. He got into A.J.'s head early. A.J. had the drops, and it was one of those things to where if you're A.J., man, you got to come through on those third-down targets you had where Ryan really hits you right on the money because if those drives stall, and let's just say the defense isn't able to play like they were today, that could really come back to hurt you later on in some of these games in the second half of the season. But it's one of those things to where you didn't have to get a lot out of your offense, but the trenches is where the Titans won this game. And if their defensive line continues to play like this, they're going to be in every game because it's incredible, Denar, because you and I were sitting here last year and we were just talking about how this team could not generate any pass rush whatsoever. Like, whatsoever. We talked about how it was one of the worst pass rushing units for a team that made the playoffs and the fact that they're even in the playoffs with the defense playing like they were is in incredible but Shane Bowen has stepped up since taking over the play calling and defensive coordinator title it has helped this unit one from a communication standpoint and they're just they've been out there balling I know there were some games early on we were struggling but they're really setting in and they're understanding what they need to do and they're making the big plays when they need to let me pick it back pick it back off your back Debo let me say this right now you go back, and this is a lot of has to do with coaching as well. Uh, we talk about the key additions of Bud Dupree and Danico Autry. Danico Autry is playing. I mean, right now, Davey, I don't know if there's anybody better in the league right now than Danico, but you have to understand that defensive line coach Terrell Williams, he has to be very proud of this unit because they are evolving, D. And if you look at it coming into this game, you look at their total sacks from last year. They only had 19 sacks last year. We're, we're only in the midpoint of the season, and this team already, they have 23 sacks, and we're not even, we're at the midpoint. And, and that's what you want to see. They, they're, they're believing in one another. And, and it's not just really, it's, it's like they're feeding off of one another. What happened in this game, and before, before we get to the offense, was, it took the defense making a play. We talk about the big play uh, in the red zone where Jeffrey started off. Jeffrey is the one that threw the party today and all the rest of the guys came along and say, listen, we, we, we want to be a part of that. And I think what happened, I think Jeffrey Simmons listened to our podcast last week. And when you alluded to the fact that you believe that Aaron Donald, like every other expert out there, is the best defensive lineman in the league, I can't disagree with you about that. But you know what? There was somebody that did. Jeffrey Simmons came out today and said, listen, I don't care who's in front of me. And it was, you know what, I had some tears in my eyes because, you know, I love Andrew Whitworth. 
He's my LSU alum. I love him. That's my brother. Do you guys but, play together? He's pretty old. No, I, hey, he's, <laughs> he's, 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 hey, I'm a little older than he is. But when I looked at that offensive line, David Edwards, Brian Allen, Austin Colbert, Rob Havenstein, Davey, they literally had tears in their eyes because they knew that they could not block this interior line. It was almost as if, and, and let me tell you why. When you look at the third quarter of that game, what is the difference between Sean McVay and Todd Downing in, when they put together this game plan? Not only put together the game plan, but what did you see in the third quarter that was really alarming? I want to test your football oh, IQ. Gosh. That, that was alarming for the, the Rams offense. Well, one, one thing I saw that they started to do a lot of was they started rolling Matt Stafford out of there the pocket. They realized they couldn't, they couldn't protect him, so they're like, we gotta we got to move the line. But we talked about Sean McVay's offense. It's an offense that's built on explosive plays. If you look throughout the course of that game, especially in the first half, you kept seeing Matthew look up. As he looked up, he kept patting the ball, patting the ball, which that is a coverage sack, and which allowed the defensive line to hunt. And that's why they start sacking him. There was no one to throw to because they took away their threats. This is where they're probably saying, God, why in the world did we try to uh, trade Deshaun Jackson? Because they didn't have a deep threat all night. I mean, I love Cooper Cup. I think he's a great receiver. I think he's a young, up-and-coming star. But they didn't have no three, no, no well, deep threat in the game. Did, did not, I don't think it's so much as just one player. Like, the Titans haven't allowed an explosive play since the Buffalo game where there was the blown coverage for Jackrabbit. Like, yeah, I know. They, I'm they just cut saying, him down. But, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could have yeah. helped. But, I, one, Stafford's not had any time in the pocket – and the coverage that this defense is playing, like they're just communicating the last couple of weeks. I know Michael Pittman had the jump ball that he was able to get on like the, the Hail Mary type play, but I mean that that was just simply due to size and strength, but from a just in the moment not having to just chuck it, like they're struggling. We've done a, a pretty good job of limiting that as of late. And Denard, I, I wanted to bring up something real quick. You talked about the sack numbers. A good friend of the show, Lucas Panzica, tweeted out last night that so far this year, you mentioned the Titans only having 19 sacks in all of 2020, well, Jeffrey Simmons, Nico Autry, and Harold Landry have combined for 19 and a half sacks in just the nine games. So those three guys alone have come out and played great. And that doesn't even include you're starting to see some production from Bud Dupree coming back off the knee injury. He's starting to get there. He had a big play on that fourth down where Matt Stafford, they weren't going to complete it. Matt ended up tweaking his ankle a little bit, but they had made sure that they, they stopped that. And it comes back to efficiency, Denard, and we talk about it. The bend don't break. What does this team do? They don't break. For red zone attempts, the Rams made it down there three times, and they only got one touchdown out of it. That's right. And, and that was at the end of the game. It was at the two, end. Yeah, that was yeah. at the end. And so, I think what was alarming, I think the game was over. I don't mean to cut you off, Debo, but I just wanted to get this out. We talked last year, we kept talking about third down, this team inability to get off the field on third downs. The Rams in the first half, they were one of seven on third downs. Now that is playing some ball. But you think about it, the total net yards that they had, what, 94 total net yard, 27 passing. You think about it, Sean McVay, 27 yards passing, 67 rushing. That's not a Sean McVay offense. That's when you know your offense is getting dominated. But what was really alarming was the penalties by the Rams. Six penalties in the first half and two turnovers. You can't win in this business like that. This was a total domination uh, by the Tennessee Titans, especially the interior. Their defense played lights out, David. This game was over by halftime. 
Yes, it was very much so. 21 to 3 at the half. And I mentioned on just a second ago, the Rams were one of three in the red zone, Titans three of three. So once they got down there, Ryan was efficient, made sure, because it wasn't like we were getting a lot of yards per play in the run game. We we were struggling to get some guys open. And if they did, outside of AJ, we really didn't have any drops. But it was just the offense, you could tell they were struggling. Now, how much of that was related to them not having Derek versus just not being on the same page? I, I think Derek not being there obviously was a huge factor there. But because the defense came up, you really you got what you needed out of the offense at the end of the day. Now, hopefully, and definitely moving forward, they're going to have to improve that. And I think with Deontay Foreman, who we need to talk about, as I think he made the case he needs to be RB1 moving forward. And Adrian Peterson coming in, plus Jeremy McNichols playing his typical third down role. It, it was one of those things to where you could you could tell that the backs weren't exactly up to speed on the playbook and what the Titans were able to call. But when we needed to be efficient, we were. I like the play for Mike Vrabel to go for it on fourth and goal down there uh, where Ryan does his signature boot. I was surprised yes. no one stayed out there. You saw the two Rams exactly. actually just run into each other. It was hilarious to allow Ryan just to oh, do a signature man. finger roll. But it, it worked, man. And, I mean, Ryan's got the speed. If he gets on the edge, he's going to be able to make that play. So the Titans on third down offensively, 4 of 12. Not good, but, again, they were 2 of 2 on fourth down. So that does go into factor there. Uh, the Rams, 4 of 15. And that goes back to you to what you're talking about. Titans defense not letting them make something happen whenever they would get backed up. And and the big part about it, I mean, we've talked about the pass rush so far. That's a big part of why they've not been able to complete these third down conversions is because they know if it's third and long, those four guys are coming with the pass rush and they, they don't have time to get anything going, which is what we didn't have last year. The quarterback could just sit there and is you know with the way the rules are set up for the NFL now, if you give a guy six seconds, he's eventually going to find somebody open because you can't get too handsy as a as a as a DB. So Titans well, made that's why I always tell you that the average play lasts four seconds. So yeah. anytime you can extend a play, again, that's favorable for the offense. Mm-hmm. But I mean the, the numbers, if you just look at the pure stats, it's gonna be like, wow, the Rams definitely did better there, but it, it, it didn't matter because the Titans were the ones to come out and just set the tone early. They played their style of game. Rams couldn't do anything about it. And Titans were going to walk out of there in the victory. You, you could tell early in the set or midway through the second just with the way they were playing defensively. They were locked in. Now, I've talked about it. The Titans, when everyone wants to write this team off, is when they play their best. Now, 5-0 and as the underdog on the season. You're at 7-2. and You sit atop the AFC. And Denard, with that win, last night, the Titans have a 98.5% chance of making the playoffs because they got that win, which is huge. I was looking at the New York Times football playoff simulator to see like what you could possibly do. And, and, and right now, I mean, the Titans are in the driver's seat. I said this this morning on the radio waves at Fox Sports Knoxville, so I want the fans to say, we're going to lose another game, guys. It's, it's the NFL. You see something crazy happen. I mean, hell, we saw Jacksonville upset Buffalo, just lock them down. There, there's going to be something weird that'll happen at some point, and this team's not going to be able to be victorious for one of their remaining eight games in the season. But right now, I think Ooh, if you, you can... Houdini? What? Yeah. Well, it's you just Houdini? the way it happens. I mean... You see things that I don't see? I know it's the NFL, Denard, in any given Sunday. I'm just playing the odds at this point. So, the you Titans, though... Long words against me. The Titans have a great chance because they do have the easiest remaining schedule. And we talked about it. You look at... The four games that the Titans just won. 
going back before the season, I said it. I said, if you can split these games, I'll be happy. And then each week, we just kept saying, like, well, we got that one. Might as well get the next. Might as well get the next. And so now the Titans have won four straight against four playoff contenders from last season. You get another one this coming week with the Saints. Denard and I will break that down later. It's it's one of those things to where this team is playing well against good competition. Uh, hopefully they can continue to get healthy. Ed Werder put it out earlier, and I want to make sure I, I get this stat correct. It's pretty interesting, just if you look at trends that have happened throughout the NFL. So this is from ESPN Stats and Info. The Titans are the fourth team in the last 15 seasons to win four, to win four straight games, all against playoff teams from the previous season. The previous three teams to do it all made the Super Bowl and two won it. Projecting a little towards the future, but if it happens, we've all said the goal is to get to SoFi once again. And the fact that you were able to get some practice reps on the field, more power to you, right? That's right, and you got three more games left before your bye week. So, and we know that this team needs to heal up. There's too many guys that are on IR. I've never seen this many guys. You know, um, Al Michaels alluded to it last night that the Titans have used 77 players this season, Debo. And that's second among, that's second in NFL history, seven shy. And I thought, man, that is a lot of players. But again, you starting to see those young players, they're stepping up guys that we we were not anticipating uh, playing a key role. But we talked about that this past summer. That was really our our main theme was in, in order for this team to get where they eventually want to be, it was going to take uh, players other than stars like Derek and AJ. And you're starting to see players like Nick Westbrook, Akine stepping up. We saw he made a key third down last night on the slant pass, beating, by the way, let me shout out, my man had a tough game last night, but he played good. Dante Dayon, they really attacked him last night. They were very successful. I was, one thing I was shocked, uh, they didn't play Jalen as much on AJ as I was anticipating. I don't know what the situation was because you saw a lot of uh, Dante Dayon, number 21 on him, and you saw AJ kind of beating him up a lot last night. But again, Davey, I'm just, uh, I want to say this about this football team. I've, I've been a part of this game for a long time and I've watched a lot of football uh, and, and a lot of sports in general. I've never seen a, re- a more resilient bunch than this team. Um, and if you're the owners and the management of this organization, you should be proud of the 58 guys in that locker room, considering the fact of what they've had to go through. They have a great coach, uh, Mike Vrabel, again, 14 years in the National Football League. Uh, he was too, he was tutored uh, by the best, uh, Bill Cower, when he first was drafted in the league in 97, and the great Bill Belichick, all those years of winning in New England. And you see that DNA with this football team. They're smart, instinctive, and they don't give up. They're smart, instinctive, and they do not give up. And that's what I'm so proud of this team because when teams in the past, when they've been decimated by injuries like the Titans have been, guess what, Davey? It signifies that, you know what, the worst is yet to come. And I've seen teams, they just basically – they're demoralized. They just basically tank it because, and I've been on teams like that where you have four or five guys that they pull off the streets and they just can't match the play of the other team. So to see what they're doing, to see players, you know, like Aaron Brewer, Bobby Hart, 
David Long Jr., who we, we, we kept talking about Jay on. It was great to see Jay on back. Uh, no Rashawn, but again, David Long Jr., his emergence. David, he is playing uh, right now like a pro bowler. Yeah, I, I can't understand. 51 is going to be in the equation for the Pro Bowl this season. It's It's been great, and it's to the point that once Rashawn comes back, I don't want Rashawn in unless I know it's a guaranteed run play. I mean, Long and Brown are the guys that need to be starting at inside linebacker for this team. It, it's just that simple. Um, Rashawn, I mean, he, he's going to be finding a new spot next year. I, I do not anticipate this team re-signing him, but Long still got another year or two left on his contract. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Jayon. But, yeah, David Long stepping up. Hopefully he's not uh, too banged up. I haven't seen anything major as far as him kind of going down, look like he tweaked his ankle a little bit there late, but I'm I'm hoping it's it's nothing major. I haven't seen anything to be like, all right, this is something we should be worried about. But like you said, Denard, this team is resilient. They continue to be discredited, disrespected, and it doesn't matter. They come back and they win, and I kind of I, I hope we continue to be the underdog. I know we opened up as a favorite, but whenever this team's the underdog, they they play so much better. I gave you the stat at the beginning of the show. We haven't really talked about it yet, and we have mentioned that the offense obviously did not look extremely efficient. They struggled at times as far as moving the ball, getting something going. There's going to be a little bit of an adjustment without Derrick Henry, but what did you think so far about the running back by committee approach and seeing how they wanted to utilize these three running backs in the first game without Derrick? I liked it. I was surprised that they started Adrian, considering the fact that you know he's he's taken you know, he's been out for a while, but again, it's going to take a while for him to get acclimated to the system. So I wasn't anticipating AD coming in and rushing for 150 yards. Like we saw in Minnesota, it's going to take a few games, Davey. This is his first game. And Al Michaels, who he was brilliant in his play calling last night. And he said that, you know, listen, he's running high. I think Chris Collins were, excuse me. And that's not like AD, but what happens is, is when you haven't played ball and you haven't gotten hit it's going to take a while for you to get used to really the speed of the game so listen he's he's been working out you can tell he it's just going to take him uh, some time to get used to the system but when he gets used to the system along with Deontay Foreman I thought Deontay Foreman has some some really big runs last night I thought he ran hard uh, I've been a big fan of his since he was at the University of Texas he's a great player Davey we talked about this his only problem is durability, and that's really what has hurt him in the last few years that he's been in the NFL. But he ran hard, so I like this approach. And think of think of think about it like this, Debo. Now, Derek, who usually averages over 100 yards a game, right? So if you think about it, between these three backs, if you can get say 30 or 40 yards a game between those three, think about it. You're still averaging over 100 yards a game. So you know, I think of that as the plus. And you can't just tee off on one guy. And it keeps them fresh. So I kind of like this running back by committee. Last night, as far as carries, Adrian Peterson led the way with 10 for 21 yards, averaged 2.1 a carry. Jeremy McNichols was 7 for 24 yards, averaged 3.4 a carry. And then Deontay Foreman only having 5 carries, but he did average uh, 5.8 on 29 yards. And it's one of those things to where I, I think he looked the best of the group. There was one play, man, where he slipped. He got the first yeah. down, but if he doesn't slip, I'm interested to see how yeah. far he ends up taking that one. But, yeah, he he seemed to have the extra step, that little extra burst. And I do think whenever it comes to Adrian Peterson, he's going to go back. He's going to look at the tape, and he's going to see where he was like, eh, yeah, that's, that's, that's not typical of me. And it's one of those things. I think he'll get corrected. Coach Dews, they'll figure that out, and they'll come back better. And as they get more time in the system, as you mentioned, it's going to – I like, it, it's only going to help. It's probably the best way to put it. And so – 
You look at the receivers. Ryan was able to spread the ball around, but it wasn't like we had any explosive plays. The longest passing play went for 16 yards. So, fortunately, your defense continued to put you in a great position. But, Denard, there's one player we have not mentioned, and I want to say that he really set up this team for what ultimately led to the the spark and what happened in the second quarter. Do you do you know want to take a guess at who that player might be that I'm I'm thinking of right now? The spark the in spark. the second quarter? Yes. Big Jeffrey. Close. Is it offense or defense? Neither. Oh, I know who you're gonna oh my man Brett Kern. Brett Kern had the punt yes, that put him down putting. there on the man. three. He got him down yes. there on the three pin. They picked up a few yards, but it didn't matter because that was ultimately the drive where Jeffrey did end up. I can't remember exactly what move right. he made to come back around, but he ended up getting to Spinning Stafford, that, yeah. forcing Stafford to throw the arid pass, and David Long picked it off. And then that just yeah. got things rolling. And I do think it was, I mean, it was great. The next defensive possession where Kevin read Stafford the entire way, but yeah. I mean that that one punt got you pinned down there and everything sort of went from there. And so it's it's Field one of those position, things to yeah. to give credit because field position is yeah, it's it was one of those things we were watching the two best punters in the game last night in Brett Kern and Johnny Hecker and it often goes overlooked, but I wanted to make sure I know you always love talking about special teams, so I wanted to to give a shout out to my man and they're yeah, they're playing you know well what? in that phase, man. You know what? We don't we don't have to call out Brett Kearns. You know why? Because we expect him to do that every week. That's why he's one of the best in the business. So oh, we do, again, yes. But we, know, we didn't have we him for those Fat few weeks. Randy. We didn't see Big Randy. I don't, I don't like that nickname, Fat Randy. we got to change that. Pretty Boy Randy, something. I, I don't like the Fat Randy. But Brett Kearns, again, Davey, he's, he's a special player. So I'm, I, I always anticipate him making those kicks. I mean, open punts. So, again. Well, our, do- I mean, our dog, not Fat Randy, but our dog, we'll call him, was 404 on the extra points. So, yeah, uh, all, all in all, dog. no uh, no complaints in the special teams department. And with the Saints coming in, D, we'll, we'll break that down later on. But Saints, watch their game against the Falcons. They have Trevor Simeon at quarterback. There's some issues there, but their defense is what they really rely on to kind of keep them in games. And so it should be a good contest whenever they come in to Nissan Stadium next Sunday. Yeah, but... D, we'll break that down. But on the way out, sir, any closing thoughts? I'd just like to say congratulations to AD. That's Adrian, Mr. Peterson. He's the 12th player in NFL history to score 125 touchdowns. That's a heck of a milestone. So congratulations, AD, the pride of Palestine, Texas. Just shout out to the Titans, man, and Titans fans. They've been, <laughs> they've been sticking <laughs> with this on. team. Hey, I gotta give Palestine some love, man. I'm not. I'm not going at that. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just carrying it on and saying that the fact that this team has continued to play like they have, even when they've had as many breaks go against them, they continue to go out there and ball each and every game. And if they keep it up, man, they're gonna get that first round bye. And it's one of those things to where a first round bye, as banged up as we are, could be huge moving forward into the playoffs. And that's that's where the goal's at now. You know what? As the as the season moves along, you can move the goalpost. AFC South, in my opinion, that's locked up. There's no reason you should lose that at this point. Uh, Denard, you can shake your head. I'm calling it, man. It, okay. it it would take a complete meltdown, but I don't believe in like speaking things into existence like that. This Titans team, they've shown what they can do. They've gone up against the best competition in the NFL, and they've been able to win. You're three games ahead of the Colts still, and you own the tiebreaker. 
this team is now playing for the number one overall seed, and we'll see what happens. But Denard and I will be here to break it all down as it occurs week to week. We'll be back later on, talk Titans versus Saints preview. 7-2, and two, number one team in the AFC. It's been a fun ride so far, and it's going to be a fun ride as we continue. But for Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by BetOnline on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening, and as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.